welcome to the Empowering Agency Workers, a podcast for all temporary workers. If you're unsure of your rights, unsure how to find work, or just plain unsure, we're here to help. It's all too easy to be exploited, so your expert host, Julia Kermode, will empower you to succeed. Welcome to today's podcast. I'm really pleased to have with me today Matt Oldham, who is a founder of a company called Unizest. And today we're talking about, well, about financial exclusion, but slightly alongside that, getting paid, which I know, um, obviously, people listening to this will be working um, and will obviously want to be getting paid. And fortunately, that is Matt's background, who he, he's got a, a, a hefty um, background in payment and data solutions. And he went on to set up Unizest, which I think was launched this, this year. So really warm welcome, Matt. Thanks for joining us. It is great to be here and it's great to be talking about getting paid because that's what we're all here for. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. We all want to get paid. It doesn't matter what we're doing. Um, so, so yeah, tell us, um, just by way of introduction then, why did you go about setting up Unizest? Gosh, yeah. So the, I guess you mentioned my background. I've worked in financial services and payments for a long time. And myself mm. and my co-founder, Tony Shawcross, were actually consulting for a business that was a CRM business within the recruitment space. And they really framed a problem that their clients who are recruitment agencies had about recruiting people from overseas into the UK. Mm -hmm. The pain point and the friction point for a lot of people was getting a UK bank account. And without a UK bank account, you can't start work, you can't get paid. And that causes a problem for that individual and also a problem for the people who are trying to recruit to get those you know, key workers in to start, start working. Lots of people fell out of the process, didn't actually bother coming because it just became too difficult. Um, so we thought, well, actually, that's that's something that we could solve. And actually, well, mm. the more we investigated it, we saw it's actually a really big problem, but also from a yeah. commercial perspective, you know, a big market opportunity for us. Um, so we we started looking into it and decided, look, that's, that's a challenge that we can take on. And we set up Unizest with the ambition to... Uh, to be the you know, a, a basic a, a current account proposition for non-UK workers and students who are coming yeah. to the UK uh, to work and study. Uh, and really what we wanted to try and do is smooth that out, make that as easy as possible for people uh, to reduce the friction in that process. Because as much as I'm passionate about my product, I can assure you when people are coming, moving to the UK to work or study, the first thing on their minds isn't I must get a bank account. <laughs> yes. It's actually a very dull proposition, but it is a facilitator for life. It's one of those basics that you need to have in place. And if yeah. you can't get it in place, it just slows everything else down. You can't get your accommodation set up. As I said, mm. you can't get paid. You can't go and buy things. Uh, so it's one of those essential things that you need. Uh, and, and we really want to try and make that as easy as possible. So you can actually apply for your Unisest account before you actually arrive in the UK. Okay. So that you're ready to go as soon as you're here. Um, and we're working with a whole host of recruitment agencies so that they can embed it into their processes that when people are coming over, they can uh, get that bank account set up and just get on with your life. 
I think that's the yeah. main thing. It's about getting on with your life. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. Um, really, really good um, uh, phrase there. And um, you should use that in your marketing campaigns. It's about <laughs> getting on with your life because that's that's so true. And um, I think at the moment, actually, so, so just a bit of context in case people are listening to this in six months time. At the moment here in the UK, we've got quite a lot of um, labour shortages. And at the moment, we're also right now got a fuel um, shortage due to the shortage of lorry drivers and people panic buying um, uh, petrol for their cars and diesel and, and, and etc. So um, so topically, the government have now um, said that they will allow some more uh, overseas workers to come in to help with the labour shortages we've got in the, in the UK at the moment. So I'm guessing then at the moment, you must have quite a few recruitment companies who, who are potentially now looking to help bring more overseas people into the UK. And if they don't have have a bank account, then that's obviously going to be a problem. And I guess that's where this whole topic of financial exclusion um, comes from, doesn't it? No, absolutely. I think financial, um, financial exclusion is, I guess, topical and as much as it's been written about quite a lot in the press. Um, mm. And I think from our perspective... Um, yes, we, we, we work within an element of that um, in terms of trying to get people um, started in the UK and, and getting a bank account because it's difficult when you come from overseas. But financial um, exclusion also refers to a whole host of other people. And it, actually in the UK, there are 1.3 million people who are unbanked. So they don't have a bank wow. account at all. Gosh, okay. And, and statistics from the UK government will say that one in four people will be excluded experiences at some stage in their lives so you know this happens to lots of people and there are 7.5 million people in the uk who have very very basic banking services only that's not a high street bank it's very very basic you can pay in you can pay out um, and then there are other groups within that who are excluded for different reasons so there are about 600,000 elderly people who again are excluded from the yeah. financial services sector wow. then there are people like the financially uh, the physically disabled who again find it difficult to access financial services and again the, the list goes on people in very rural locations uh, where yeah. bank, uh, bank branches have been shut down and there's poor wi-fi um, yeah. and then you know again other people who feel excluded because potentially religious or cultural reasons that they don't feel that they're catered for uh, within a banking sector and then people who have had bad financial history, uh, potential bankrupt problems or, mm. um, or or poor credit history. It's difficult to, for them to sort of recover and get back into a basic product because you know banks don't see them as a good risk going forward. So it is a very, very broad problem. Unisys doesn't aim to solve all those problems, but we were invited no. to, to sit on a panel of um, the Emergent Payments Association, which is... Um, I guess a membership body within the payment society, the payments industry, to work out how we can solve this problem. So I guess I've got my Unisest hat about you know, people coming from overseas, but also mm-hmm. a more broad hat. And, and I think you know, financial inclusion is something we need to talk about. Um, it, yeah. it can cause real uh, practical problems for people on a, like a micro level and a macro level. Um, and what I mean by that is that it can cause inconvenience, mm-hmm. uh, but more than that it can provide um, what is, is sometimes referred to as a poverty premium. And by that, we mean that, you know, the people who are paid the less always get the worst service. It's, you know, one of the things yeah. in life. But if you don't have, you know, good 
um, online banking proposition and digital, it means you can't shop online. It means there are certain really good great discounts and stuff that you can't get access to. If you can't pay by direct debit, there are often products and services that you can't get the best deal on, things like utilities. Um, so it's almost like, you know, the, the more excluded you are, the more the harder it is just to, to get by on your day-to-day uh, level. And then I guess the worst aspect of it is, and, and this is something that we've been talking a lot about um, with the Association of Labour Providers, and we talked about mm. um, labour shortages. One of the areas that we work within is, is horticulture and the food supply chain. Yes, uh, and the Association of Labour Providers provides a, a network and support for, for recruiters within that. Now, we're really conscious about um, uh, about labour exploitation in that sector. And one of the problems in certain sectors like agriculture is people can be excluded from financial services and paid in cash or paid in kind. Now, unfortunately, one of the realities of that is um, that they are more vulnerable to exploitation in the workforce, yeah. uh, in the workplace, and in its worst uh, state, modern slavery. You might have seen mm. recently in the press uh, people in Merseyside who were working under just dreadful conditions uh, in a car wash yeah. and actually weren't actually paid. They were just given accommodation, which was just dreadful. So, you know, again, this is why it's such a great topic for us to talk, talk about today. Um, firstly, to frame it and make to normalize it. As I said, one in four yeah. people might experience it. So if you're experiencing it, I'm not saying don't worry, but you're not alone. Lots of people have. Um, so it's really great to explain it and explain and, and to talk about it openly. And then really start working on well, what can we do about that? How can we help? It's astonishing, actually, the numbers that you that you've gone through there, um, and particularly that that last number, the one in four people um, may may experience this at some time. I mean, that's 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 a huge percentage. And the other thing you said that really interested me was um, you're not alone. And I guess sometimes people experiencing this, um, well. In the case of the the people you mentioned in Liverpool who are who are being exploited, they might not have even really realised that 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 that's their situation um, because they were kind of being paid in in accommodation, which is it happens more often than, than you'd like to think actually in today's society, doesn't it? But it but the point is for for people who are financially excluded um for for them to to not be alone i think i think is is um is is a really good and important point and i think that's part of what we want to achieve by talking about this this stuff today um and you're you're right it affects lots and lots of different types of of people um i was very interested in what you're saying about obviously the the work you're doing with the association of labor providers because that that fits with kind of the audience for for our podcast so what what sort of things are being done to to help tackle this and it's it's a big problem and 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 i don't think there's any easy answer is that yeah look i mean i think the association of labor providers and other organizations such as the gla glla which is really difficult to say are, are <laughs> I know. Doing yeah great great work on two fronts part of part of it is com- campaigning and raising awareness of things like modern slavery um, mm. and, and really putting a, flat, a spotlight on bad work practices and making sure that you know, everybody has the right to be paid properly yeah. Um, yeah. And, 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 and paid well. Um, so I really uh, applaud what they're doing. Um, also, what they're, they are, are keen to do is vet 
service partners like ourselves. So for mm -hmm. us to become a service partner of ALP, we were brought through the ringer to make sure that any service that we offer is good value for customers. Um, yeah. They can really you know, attest to that. that you know, we were really tested very, very hard, gone through a lot of due diligence to be able to be called a service provider of theirs because they want to only promote products and services that they feel offer good value. Yes. Um, and I think the other thing that they are doing with, uh, with one of our partners as well is, is providing independent advice. And I think this is one of the things I, you know, mm. we're really, really keen to do. Um, as, you know, a, a, as a commercial entity, you know, we, we, we're not Cape Crusaders here. You know, we, we, you know, we have a business to run, but we want to yeah. signpost people to where they can get help. And ALP are great at this, and they introduced us to one of our partners called Just Good Work. Just Good oh, Work yes. is, is an app which is designed specifically for people new to the UK. And it really, again, as I said, it signposts help. And some of the things within that are just basic things like how does the health service work, yeah. <laughs> which can be confusing. How do you get accommodation? Right down to what to look out for in, in the workplace. Um, what are the signs of if you're being exploited or you're seeing exploitation um, in your workplace? And I, th I think that's great. And I, I really applaud the work that they they do. It's so important because um, I think particularly um, uh, thinking of overseas workers in the UK for the first time, they might not might not know that they're being exploited, um, you know, and and that what you just said about how does the NHS work and, and things like that. I mean, you know, that's stuff that nobody tells you. And, and if if you are kind of excluded or, you you know, um, because you, you've just arrived in the UK, where do you go to get that information? So so what you've just outlined there sounds sounds fantastic resource. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. But people don't don't tell you stuff that uh, mm. they don't think is important. One of the, the things that we're aware of is that if you look at the, what's happened during COVID over the last um 18 months and again someone who's worked in payments for a long period of time can really notice this that there really is the end of cash as a payment um, source in the UK so you know personally I never get cash out of ATM anymore I use everything is contactless it's either using my phone or a contactless debit card I don't carry cash now a lot of our customers are coming from markets where cash is still king so it's very very normal for, 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 for some of our customers to have cash often you can't use that in the same way you might be able to use at home so yeah we can't yeah. assume that that uh, you know arrivals in the uk understand how our financial system works and how understand how our products work if you're used to using cash and you can't use it here that feels a bit odd um yeah. so and again even some of the more obvious things about how do i get a bank account well i will i should turn up to my high street bank and, and ask for a bank account it's very difficult you know things yeah. like this is part of what exclusion is if you don't have the right documentation, if you mm -hmm. haven't got three months of residential history, three months of, of council tax bills, um, et cetera, et cetera. And, and it's often, you know, if English isn't your first language, that is a that's a very high hurdle just to getting a bank account. Mm -hmm. And again, that bank account is the access point to, as we talk, started talking about rice the about getting paid. Um, yeah. So again, those are some of the things that you might not necessarily be aware of if you're coming to the UK again to start a new adventure, a, you know, new you know work life uh, or new study life, um, mm. but the things that you you need to be aware of 
um, and you know, and hopefully we can help and there are other resources. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, and the whole thing of oh, just popping to to your bank to set up a, a bank account it's just not that straightforward, especially if if you are working. Um, you know, um, you 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 can't always just get time off if you've just arrived or just started a work a, a work um assignment or whatever. Um, in in and you know it becomes very very difficult. And without without that bank account, how do you get paid? It's 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 really really difficult um and and impossible isn't it so 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 yeah i mean in terms of um i wanted to touch on the the working practices and and side of things um and in terms of the awareness of of that sort of thing like like the kind of slavery angle that we that we touched on um with the with the case that that you mentioned earlier um and i really think that more needs to be done for for the general public to understand that that these types of things could be happening so those those poor people were were no doubt financially excluded as well as kind of mistreated in terms of um how they're working and not being paid for it so um i'm i'm sure lots of organizations are doing work to raise awareness amongst kind of general public and and I guess if you are working on a project whether whether it's kind of um in the food production um side of things or construction or what, whatever sector it could be any sector where there are kind of lots of people you might be able to pick up on the signs of it and you may be able to kind of help someone that that you're working with um and and I guess I mean I guess some of what you're doing might touch a bit on that sort of thing um yeah. you know the, the the work that you're doing with with the committee that you mentioned so i mean i guess one of the things to point out though if you look at uh, labor exploitation and modern slavery mm. the, the highest proportion of people who fall victim to it are newly arrived in the uk oh, and without yeah. english as their first language yeah. um, so so that that's the starting point is is you know where, where are people coming from um you know again as someone who's you know, been born in the uk live, lived here I'm less of a, a an obvious victim for that, but if you're mm. you're new into the UK, maybe English isn't you, you don't have English or English isn't strong, um, and you're not aware of work practices, um, things like that are are harder for you to spot. But there are certain things that you need to watch out for, and again, this is why it's important to have a bank account. Getting paid in cash is yeah. uh, is another sign. Getting paid because you know, again, you can hear some horrendous stories from the likes of the GLLA and ALP of people who are, are paid, but the money doesn't go to them. It's controlled by, by gangs. Yes. Um, yeah. So again, another reason why having a, a bank account is important is that you can do a, um, uh, from uh, an employer to an individual transaction without mm. anybody interfering with that money on the way. Even better is if there is full identification, what we call IDNV, identification and verification on that account, such as with Unisys, there's facial recognition when you set up the account. So we know that that, that account holder is who it says it is. Um, okay. So things like that are things to watch out for. Um, if you're paid in cash, you need to ask why. Um, and hmm. if you're paid in kind, for it, it normally isn't kind, it's normally often exploitation. Um, and you know, have you got other representation within the workplace to be able to make sure you can ask those questions? Mm. Because often um, you can you can feel very very vulnerable in a new country or in an, even even if you're an existing you know, a UK resident, if you're in a new place 
um, you can feel vulnerable and it's difficult to ask some of those questions, but you have the right to be paid um, you know, into a bank account should you, should yeah. you want to be. Um, and again, everything which moves away further away from that being paid directly into a bank account makes you more vulnerable for, to some of that money going missing yeah. or going to other people. Um, so yeah. these are some of the watch outs you need to have. There are resources available to you should you want to ask questions and want to ask them anonymously. And again, what I would really recommend is just good work being a really good, great resource for that um, yeah. because they can give you advice completely independently. They're, you know, they're an NGO, uh, they're an independent source of, um, of advice. You can download that, that app for free. Um, and within it also it signposts it's to people like some of the people we've mentioned as well uh, yeah. and people like Safer Jobs, uh, where there's yeah. a whole host of, of really good resources right down to whistleblowing and, and getting direct support and help should you be experiencing some of these issues yourself. Brilliant. And what I'll do is I'll make sure we put a link to Just Good Work um, alongside this podcast episode. And um, we know the guys at Safer Jobs um, really well um, and Keith Rosser, who who kind of leads them. Um, and so we we do um, unfortunately know about some of the um, poor practices and scams that, that, that are going on. So I'll put a link um, to it, to them as, as well. So um, one of the things that interested me when you were just... Um, uh, talking then was about the technology side of things um so so you know um you you said that kind of it sounds like you're you go to some lengths to make sure that people opening your bank account are genuinely who they say they are because i'm 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 assuming that that it's that that um any financial account provider is at risk of of um of dummy accounts if I can call them that I'm sure I'm sure that <laughs> there's a much more technical phrase for it um where, where they're not genuine so could you talk us through a little bit around around the security side of things that that you do um just just sure. um so so that we've got that peace of mind yeah definitely so I mean I think one of the things that we have available to us is the use of really great technology you know, we're, we're not an old bank on old technology. We're, we're a new player, which is very, very leading edge technology. So there's a mm. few things that we're doing around technology, uh, sorry, around security, but also about uh, making sure that UK banking reg regulations are followed in as easiest way as possible. Because we talked before about um, application processes can be confusing. So how can we make those simple, yeah. but compliant and safe? Um, so some of the security features that we have uh, within our, our product is using facial recognition. Um, so when you um, download the app as part of the application process, you effectively scan your passport and also take a picture of yourself using not just a, you can't just use a holiday snap. You have to use <laughs> yeah. some software that, that, that we use from a third party, which maps your face and confirms that, the, the, that your face is the face that you have on on your wow, on your passport? Okay. We also have a, a, a database check on that passport. Um, you can use the the, uh, the codes with it within the passport to check uh, what we call things like PEPs and sanctions to make sure that person isn't on any lists uh, that they haven't had previous convictions, um, et cetera, et cetera. So okay. that's part of the uh, the onboarding process, and that gives us reassurance that that person is who they say they are. But also on the other side, it should give the customer reassurance that you know, we're taking their security and the security of the bank account uh, really, really seriously. 
So some of the other bits of new technology that we're, we're utilising is a, a new uh, IT development from, from the UK government, from the Home Office called ShareCodes. So to have a UK bank account, you need to have the right to live and work in the UK. Okay. Yeah. Now, recently, the UK government has brought in a new system for that called ShareCodes. Now, this um, effectively uh, maps your, your pass, uh, passport against any visa that you have uh, and right. creates a code that you can use to prove your status. Why is that important? Well, every employer needs to also confirm that you have the right to work in the UK. Yes. And also... Yeah. Any landlord giving you accommodation needs to have the, the uh, needs to know that you've got the right to, to be in the UK. So it's actually a really really important uh, and very very good uh, new development from the UK government. The downside of it is that not many people really know how it works or know about it. It's relatively new. Um, so what we really want to try and do is boost education around that because you knowing your status is really important for you as an individual to be able to prove that you have the right to work. If you yeah. change jobs, again, that's something that you, that you need to be able to know how to do it. Sometimes even we're talking to re recruitment agencies, they're not too familiar with this system as well. So you know, we, we're gonna try and provide some information around that um, through unisest.com and through social media, and also through mm -hmm. some of our partners to try and spread the word about how share codes are beneficial for you um, as an employee. Um, you know, making sure that, you know, that you can quickly check your status uh, and, and tell people digitally, electronically, that you have the, the, the right to live and work in the UK. Brilliant. And um, we, we will help um, get the message out through our channels as well um, at, here at iWork. But um, the, this whole kind of share codes thing sounds like it's a very important bit of information that, that or a bit of digital identity, I suppose, that, that people coming into the UK will have and will need um, to, to be able to, to, to verify that they are who they say they are and, and that they are kind of permitted to be in here. So yeah, really happy to, to help help communicate anything in, in relation to that. Because again, I suspect this might be something that people are not aware of until they need it, right? You're exactly right. It's the type of thing you, you, you don't know you need it until you need it. And I've actually went, went through the process myself just to familiar, familiarize myself with it. My, my wife's German. Mm -hmm. So she has, she has the right to live in, in the UK, yeah. um, but she also has a share code because she had to, had to get that status um, confirmed. Mm -hmm. um, so going through the process on um, the Home Office website is actually pretty easy, but I'm Good. saying that from someone who is English and an English speaker. And again, putting myself in the shoes of someone where English might be my second or third language, mm. you know, government websites don't have the, the best reputation for being the most user-friendly in the world. Um, so it does take a little bit of navigation. Uh, and what we wanna try and do is create maybe some infographics and some help to just make sure people understand what that is and how to get that. It's not too scary. Um, and I think it's actually a really good initiative from the government because it does digitize it as you said before you know we're a fintech business we're, we love technology the technology yeah. only works if people understand it previously it would be much more complicated you'd have to have various different bits and pieces of paper what this does is, is, is simplify that 
um, as long as you understand how it works and how it works for you to your benefit. Yeah, okay, great. Well, um, as and when um, you've got any infographics or just general advice to help get out there, um, as I say, we're very, very happy to to help you um, in that because, you know, this whole this whole topic of people being able to, well, as we said at the start, get paid um, ultimately and um, is is really, really important because we, we need people to, <laughs> to be able to come here and, and work here and, and get paid, which is which is you know what it's all about so do you have any kind of final um conclusions or kind of um tips for for our listeners um in in terms of what what they can what they can do either for themselves or perhaps um people that they might work with that they might might have concerns and want to help yeah so look one of the things that is is both fascinating for us uh, as a business at Unizest is that everyone we're speaking to who comes to the UK uh, has a story um, mm-hmm. about how difficult it was to <laughs> to get set up when they first came. You know, yeah. the UK is a great place to be. There are loads of opportunities for people, as you as you said plenty of times. We need lots of workers that come here in a, in a whole host of different sectors, and some of those are really key sectors for us. So we want to be as welcoming as as, as we can, and, and potentially over the last couple of years, that hasn't been the message that we've portrayed to the world. No. So we want to try and make that um, as easy as possible. But in terms of of, of tips and advice, I, I, again, I don't want this to sound too much like a plug for Unisess, but look, talk to people. Often people follow other people. Um, and I'm mm. sure your, your listeners know this. They might have come to the UK or got a job because of a friend recommended yeah. them, et cetera. Yeah. Um, but look, some of the sources that I'm sure you know, you're going to make available, like Just Good Work, like ourselves, like Unisess, you know, share, share those around. Um, mm. They are there to help that process and make it easier. And I think that word of mouth is probably the best way of doing it. We can we can write what we want, but people like to, to hear. Uh, and I think that, that personal recommendation um, is probably the most important thing. So share tips, yeah. uh, share yeah. your knowledge. Um, and share some of the resources that we'll, we'll try and make available to you through this. Perfect. I th- I think that that sums it up nicely because you know this topic is not not well known um, anyway, um, and so that the more we can do to to raise awareness, the better. Um, and then then hopefully people might have an idea as to where they can go to to get help if if that is their situation. So so yeah, on that positive note, massive thank you for your time today. Just for our listeners, um, Matt's just come back from. Um, from a few days break so and so today we're, we're, we're doing this podcast chat but he's literally just back from from a break um so so massive thank you thank you so much for your time i really do appreciate it it's been an absolute pleasure thank you for listening to empowering agency workers hosted by julia kermode for more information on today's discussion please visit iwork.co.uk where you can also join our growing community we hope you enjoyed today's episode and if you did then we would love you to subscribe, rate and review our podcast. We'll be back at the same time next week.